Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm up with Warlow and Moods. Number nine, James Kelly. One of the best I thought today. 2009 grand final. That was from Steve Quartermain and Luke Ooh. Darcy talking all over the announcements the on that day. Today, so they just shut up for five Ooh. minutes so we could hear whose name was getting read out. <laughs> One of the best on ground that day, but didn't get the Norm Smith medal. But he joins us, three-time premiership star from the Cats, also at Geelong at the moment, James Kelly. James, welcome, mate. Uh, that must bring back a couple of nice memories. Yeah, it's always nice, isn't it, days like today? Um, a few memories come back and some good ones and some bad ones. But, um, yeah, you're all just sort of grateful at the end of it to be involved in that sort of stuff, aren't you? Just listen good. to that. Just Sorry, Carl. Just listen to that, uh, that audio then. How good was it when Mike called your name out? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, it's one of those things, you know, people sort of always talk about those moments you dream about and think about. I think when I was a kid, I didn't really dream about being a premiership player. Um, but... You know, when you start playing, you sort of think about um, standing up on there, you know, in that day. But, um, yeah, it's an, it's an amazing feeling. And um, like I said earlier, just to reflect back on that is um, is really satisfying. Back in the day when uh, Moons was playing, he used to go and have a dart with him out the back and get him to read his name again, just standing next to him. So he uh, he, he liked it old gasp, but uh, he, that's how he got his rich voice. But it's uh, yeah, it must be a great feeling. Three premierships, mate. You look back now and think you see some clubs, and we spoke off the top of the show. You know, I mean Collingwood again. I know Brisbane haven't been around for a while in terms of winning one or being involved in one, but the same clubs keep turning up. You know, every six or seven years and find themselves within the mix where other clubs just don't. I mean, Geelong have had an incredible 20 years. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's like if you could dig right into every club and, you know, spend a year at each club and, and try to figure out the secret sauce, I, I, don't reckon you'd, um, I don't reckon you'd find something that strings across all the clubs, but there, there would be a few things. But, um, you know, some of the the intangibles about footy clubs is what makes them special and, and what sort of works for Geelong um, down here and um, wouldn't be the same as what would work for Richmond. So uh, it'd be really interesting, but always with clubs is everyone's trying to do the same thing. <laughs> the difference between the best clubs and the worst clubs really wouldn't be as much as everyone thinks. Kel, go back 12 yeah, months, yeah. go back 12 months yeah. uh, as a coach on grand final day. Tell us about that experience and how you're feeling there compared to when you rocked up as a player. What, what, what did you find more nervous? Uh, oh, definitely as a player. Um, there's, it's sort of like, you'd understand if everyone would um, when you're playing, there's a sense of nervousness and um, anxiety and tension in your body when you're sort of coming to the game, but there's a sense of calm because you're really in control of the outcome. You know, you know, if you play well, if you do what you have to do, you will actually really heavily contribute to winning. Um, you're probably more calm and less anxious as a coach, but you feel a little more helpless. So you, there's a little bit more wondering, 
um, you know, driving on the bus on the way to the ground. You're sort of just wondering and hoping a little bit, hope the players go well, hope we've prepared them well enough, hope have we covered everything off, all those sort of thoughts and feeling as a coach. But as a player, you're just, you know, ready to roll up your sleeves and get into it. So they're two really different feelings. Um, and, and, and different feelings at the end too. As a coach, you're, like you're excited when you win and it feels mm. great. It's been a really long year, but you're, I found I was just much more level when I was a player. I was beaming. I was like, you know, all of this carried on a bit. That process has gone into it. I'm sore, <laughs> you know, I'm swollen, I'm sore, and all this sort of stuff. But as a coach, you sort of you don't go as low and you don't go as high either. I think. I guess, um, yeah, I've, and you're more just you're just excited for everybody else. Sorry, man. I guess at the end of the day, when you've you won it as a player and you've got the players group and you're part of the celebrations that go on for all that time, and obviously Man Monday and the like. As a coach, though, do you sort of feel like you're withdrawn from the group a little bit and you're sort of watching in instead of out? A little bit. You sort of, I don't know what it's like for everyone else, but I sort of withdraw myself a little bit intentionally. Um, I, I'm a real firm believer that football is about, or always about the players. Um, you know, have a drink together on the Sunday, um, you know, the players get up on stage, all that sort of stuff. And that's, that's all I think how it should be. And after that, it's kind of like just let the players be with each other. I know what that yeah. feels like on the other side when you win and you feel like there's all these people hanging on you. But the most important thing for me, I think, is the players just spend some time together, um, you know, just to muck around and slap each other on the back and have a bit of fun. So, um, But not wrestling yeah, because, a, you know, we've seen what's no, happened during the week. I know it wasn't a premiership, uh, but it can, un- go, unlucky. it can go unlucky. wrong. Unlucky. <laughs> oh, mate, like, honestly, if you had a camera on the last hundred Mad Mondays at every footy club in the AFL. There would have been that many wrestles go on. Mm. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. He's, he's done a bad injury and he's pretty stiff, I think. You know, yeah. I, I, I did see somewhere today that someone had potential footage of Horse getting the phone call. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that footage. You know, love Horse, but... What? He's done what? Oh, it would have been <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> hey, Kel, when you look back, uh, 07, 09 and 11, um, can you put them in order or do you not try to? Uh, I try not to. Um, it's, sort of, it's a difficult one. You, you love them all for different reasons. Mm. You know, 07 was the first and, you know, we'd been through, that was sort of a build up over a, you know, sort of four or five year period leading into that for me. And then 09 was maybe the hardest game of footy I've ever been involved in. And then 11 is sort of where were the underdogs a little bit. We weren't supposed to win. And we just sort of, you know, pushed through in the last quarter and won and Hawk did what he did and things like that. So um, you love them all for different reasons and you can reflect on them and, and really appreciate them for those reasons. But to, I think to rank them is, is a bit hard. Um but, yeah, like I said, they're, they're special for different reasons. Just on that, um, just briefly, so you, you win in 07, you flog Port Adelaide. Was that was the result a letdown or a relief? Because what I mean by that is, it obviously, there was virtually three quarters you were celebrating. You are doing a lap it's, of honour as a actually, football club. That's actually the best way to play them out. Um, or, was it, or is it coming towards the end, say, in 09, when the siren goes and you get over the line? What was... I mean, I know it's a silly question, but... Well, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, no, it's not. I think um, I probably, I think we're going into the Port Adelaide game, we were we were ready to go as far as we needed to go to win. And once you don't have to do that, like Moons is sort of saying, it is the best way to play out the last quarter, enjoy yeah. it, 
you know, soak it up. You actually get your eyes up a little bit. You're soaking the crowd and it, you just get a really warm sense, um, you know, of achievement for a longer period. Um, with 09, we had to bat really deep. We had to play right to the last quarter. Um, you know, it was still, the game was still on right until the end. So you don't sort of appreciate that feeling for as long because you're still in the trenches, you're still concentrating, you're still trying to find a way to win. Um, but then there's a probably that sense of achievement is compacted mm. into a really short period of time straight after the game. So Yeah, a real burst when the siren like goes. A, yeah, the siren going, there's a sense of relief and achievement just hits you in the face straight away, whereas the Port Adelaide game, you've sort of got it and the achievement comes really quickly and then the, the joy and the... Um, sharing that time with the players out on the ground is really important, I think, and um, that's what it's about. Like at the end, of, at the end of the day, it's about the people next to you out on the field. So the more time you can spend with them, enjoying it, the better, I think. With Geelong, Kel, obviously not playing finals this year, um, and obviously been there for for so long. I think, it's, I think it's the second time the club's missed since two thousand and seven or two thousand and six. Is it a bit of a relief as far as okay, we can finally get a chance to maybe have a have a decent preseason as, as a group and as a club? Um, you know, players can get their, their injuries looked after well before we come back to for Christmas or before preseason, and maybe this might be a little, little a, a really good thing for the club maybe Blessing going in forward. Disguise, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I, I probably wouldn't say relief because <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. Really probably that's probably the, <laughs> blessing oh, thank, in disguise is probably God the one I want. Thank God we didn't make the finals. Oh, God, I'm yeah. sick. Oh, when he's going to sneak the in the way that they were, the arrogance of Geelong <laughs> yeah. Football Club saying, "Thank God we didn't make the finals for once." <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, thank God we had to go to you know Mount Hawthorn in September. No, I think the, I think the blessing in disguise is really good, and even just having a group of players and a group of coaches that are optimistic no matter the circumstances. So we didn't win um, enough games to make finals. So, and that's fine. You know, it's not ideal. It's not what we want. But going forward, we just make the most of the opportunity that's presented in front of us. And, and all the stuff that you're saying, players can get surgery earlier. They come back better. They come back fitter. Um, you know, we've got more time together to train as a group um, on anything we want to improve in the preseason. Um, everyone gets to go away and recharge and spend time with their families. That sort of stuff is, is really, really important and that'll bring everyone back fresh pre-Christmas, um, ready to get back on the tool. Mate, quick one before we let you go. Um, it's it's Saturday morning, grand final day. You're playing in, in the grand final. Pick whatever premiership you want to pick here. But when you're making your way to the ground, what's the day like until the bounce? How are you feeling? What are you doing? Talk us through what the players are going through from you know the fans' point of view, so they can sort of soak it up themselves. Well, you're trying to, um, you tr- like I think ideally you've got all your family and life admin done before yeah. the Saturday morning, so tickets and text messages, and you know making sure people are where they need to be. They know who to get their tickets. Ideally, that's all done on Friday. Um, so Saturday morning, like the mornings for me were just really normal. I got up, had a coffee, had a smoothie, went for a walk, had breakfast, just things I would normally do for any other game. And you, you know that it's not any other game. That's really obvious, but you don't need to, I think, you don't need to play into it and do something different because it's the grand final. You mentioned tickets, Kel, having a bit of a laugh a bit earlier. Um, did you ever get the uh, the phone call or the text message off the uncle who you hadn't spoken to in 13 years asking for grand final tickets? And could he stay at your no, house if did, possible? Did you love those family members? Oh, uh, no. You get, um, 
the ones that are really funny are like the person who worked with your wife or girlfriend ten years ago. <laughs> you get it. They get a Facebook message saying, "Hey, long time." Can James get us some tickets or something like that? Or yeah, yeah. Like these people come out of the woodwork, which is fair. Like everyone wants to go, you know. But yeah, there is some strange ones that pop there up. There is some you know? uh, <laughs> drawing some long bows to try and get tickets. That's for sure. And Moons is filthy. We talked off air before we came on about obviously you being in the three hundred game club. You get two grand final yeah, tickets. Amazing. Congratulations. Well deserved. All what do the rest I get? Of it. One Moons gets one. <laughs> one ticket. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm not going to a grand final on my own. He actually just threw it out. He didn't bother. Um, using it at Seriously. all, he's filthy about that he doesn't get two. He's like, what am I going to do yeah. with one? We actually, in the, the life members, we actually get cushions on our seats. Well, too, so. yeah, and yeah. rightly so. And rightly so. I just get stuff thrown at me. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Moons gets abusive. He does a lap of honour yeah, and Hawthorne Some guy who's run up. water for 30 years at a footy club gets life membership. He gets two tickets. I put my body on the line for 15 years. I get one. Oh, God. I oh, know. Oh, it's not right. I, I don't <sighs> disagree with you. Uh, he's been whinging all week. Hey, mate, uh, quick tip. Enjoy the day. Who are you going for? Well, who you think will win more of the point? Um, oh, yeah, there are probably different answers. I think probably Collingwood will win. So you're not going uh, for Collingwood. I'm <laughs> going for Brisbane. You know, I coached um, and good mates with Joey Danaher and, I, and Connor McKenna and Lincoln McCarthy. So I feel like I've got a little bit of a connection to Brisbane. So I'd love to see those guys win. But, you know, I probably think Collingwood will, will get the chocolates. Uh, fantastic, mate. Well, enjoy the day. Um, well deserved, mm. obviously, that you're getting the two tickets and we hope you enjoy <laughs> everything that comes with Grand Final Day. Thanks for joining us on the warm-up this morning and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. No worries, guys. Thank Thanks you, buddy. Very much. James Kelly joining us on the show this morning, three-time Premiership star of the Cats, of course, and... Uh, yeah, Geelong happy with having the finals off. The arrogance of it all is <laughs> incredible. <laughs> hey, stay with us. We've got our marketplace coming up, buying and selling. And, of course, we'll have a look at today's games. The Pies take on the Risman Lions at the MCG. It's the 2023 AFL Grand Final. The warm-up, all thanks to Little Creatures. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, you're listening to The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moods. 